Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. TechWitch, Episode 109. Hey, where'd you go? Written by Trey Livingston. Story by Damian Taylor and Trey Livingston. Narration by Caitlin Martin. Kylie's eye slowly opened to the sight of a desolate and barren landscape. Ground made of cracked, ashy soil beneath a gray, lifeless sky. Standing before her is a mirror, held up by black vines that pulsate ever so gently, like plague-laden veins. Kylie feels a sense of unease looking upon the mirror. She slowly approaches, unsure what else to do. She stares at her reflection, at least what she thinks is her reflection. The body is hers, but the face is obscured by hair and unnatural shadows. She raises her hand. Her faceless reflection does the same. She leans in closer for a better look at the reflection's shadowed visage. The reflection's hair suddenly peels away. Kylie jumps back at the sight of a warped version of her father staring back at her with a smile full of sharpened teeth. The reflection slowly turns to walk away, carrying the limp body of Brigitte in its arms. Kylie runs towards the mirror. The horrific reflection creature whips its head around with frightening speed, snapping at her. Kylie stumbles back. The reflection's mouth opens wider and wider, engulfing the entire span of the mirror. The sharp teeth shatter the glass as the barrier between them is broken. The creature bellows a skin-curdling roar. It bears down on Kylie, jaws opened wide. Kylie instinctively throws her arms up as the teeth close in, only to wake up in her own bed. She pants, can't get control of her breath. Kylie feels her forehead. It's drenched in sweat. She looks down, surprised that she's wearing regular casual clothes. Everything to her is a blur. She's groggy and exhausted. Kylie. Did I fall asleep? She looks around more. Where's my phone? What's going on? Meanwhile, at the Matthew house, Luna examines Lowell's hands, dismayed by the fact that he's... Magic. You're magic, Luna says. Xavier looks over the devastation that is Lowell's room. Xavier. You... you weren't even using spells. Lowell, there's something else going on. I saw a vision of Grandmère. Xavier, she tell you that trouble's coming? Lowell, 
Yeah, how'd you... Xavier holds up the book. There is, um, a prophecy about the merger of two lineages, two original sources of magic, tales of two powerful beings, one wielding the power of nature, and the other the magic of technology. Lowell, I know, I, I saw them when I was with Grammaire. I experienced it, actually. The beings are called the witch and the, the tech. They were tragically separated and never found each other. Luna. Some would do anything to keep them apart. And now, it looks like they've been reborn in you and your sister. Right on cue, the digital chimes of Lowell's phone go off. He sees Kylie's name on the caller ID and swiftly answers. Yo, is Brigitte with you? Kylie. I, I don't... I don't think so. Look, something's happened. I think my dad is going to hurt Brigitte. Xavier and Luna hear it. Luna. Let's go. Lowell. No, no way. I mean, not all of us. It has to be me. Alone. Xavier. Son. Lowell. We're dealing with magic. I can't risk losing you, but we'll need outside help. Maybe from the Witch Council? We'll need a backup plan in case things go badly. They all pause briefly as the truth sinks in. Xavier, I think I know where you need to go. The only place you can go. Luna. The Hall of Witches. In the ceremony room at the Hall of Witches, Brigitte is tethered atop a giant stone altar. Bindings wrap around her arms, her legs, her mouth. The Witch Council stands before her with Helene Chris and John Williams at the forefront. All of their pupils are immensely dilated. The whites have turned gray. The red veins bulge out of them as though they could burst at any moment. The telltale marks of chaos magic practitioners. Helene's weasel of a husband, Mark Chris, steps forward. Mark. What is the meaning of this? I thought we were supposed to investigate the power of the Matthew children, not keep them captive like some sort of sacrifice. Whoom. With a simple wave of her hand, Helene seals Mark's mouth with a metal plate, one with screws in each corner that drill into his jaw. Helene's point has been made. The room echoes with Mark's muffled screams, followed by feeble whimpering. Helene. The ascent begins now. What the Matthew children pose are threats to our power. Their power must be taken from them to ensure no one takes it from me. Confused, panicked murmurs spread throughout the council. A council member. This is not the ascent we spoke of. Are we not better than stealing power from a child? Helene. We? <laughs> yes, about that. Jean raises his hands to summon spiked tendrils out of the ground. The slithery creations ensnare the council member by his arms and neck. The council member fires off simple magic, beams of power. The supernatural bindings absorb his efforts, grow stronger and constrict tighter. The other members scatter from the fallen one as if his treachery is contagious, remaining focused on the altar, a silent sign of their loyalty. Mark crawls over to Jean and angrily reaches for his leg as if to stop him. Jean laughs. He kicks Mark in the gut. Mark soars into the darkness of the rafters, an immaterial obstacle knocked out of the way. Helene embraces Jean with a passionate kiss. 
Sparks of dark energy crackle around their eyes and lips. Helene puts her hand on the back of Jean's head and grabs a fistful of his hair. She yanks his head back, forcibly pulls his face away from hers. Helene, make the child use her powers. Now. Jean stomps over to Brigitte. He casts away the bindings that covered her mouth. Jean, it is time to face your destiny. Brigitte, right after I rip you apart. Brigitte lunges forward as much as she possibly can, as if summoning her powers, yet nothing more than a tiny wisp of air blows through, barely flicking Jean's robe. Helene, what is the meaning of this? Jean, she, she's weak, drained, nearly powerless. Helene's size increases with her apparent anger. Now nine feet tall, she towers over Jean. Helene, you dare to drain the young witch before I could have a taste? Jean impulsively cowers, frightened for his life. Jean, no, I act only to serve you. I would never betray you. This child, this child must have power. We simply have to tap into it, somehow. Ba-boom. Lowell bursts into the room, enraged, vengeful, gold energy swirling around him. Let her go! Lowell roars with anger. The room goes black at the sound of his voice. He steps forward, then pauses as if someone is in his way. For a split second, he thinks he sees an apparition that looks like his old friend, Arun. Suddenly, he understands. Years ago, Arun warned him about this very moment and the rage that would come with it. Lowell screams as his body emits a blinding flash. The council members are knocked off their feet. Helene reverts to her normal size as she and Jean cover their eyes. Lights explode. Sparks fly as more darkness follows. Lowell breathes in and out slowly. With every breath, his power becomes more restrained, internal, controlled. The only light is a now soft magenta glow emanating from Lowell, humming from just under his skin. His rage is under control, no longer an unrestrained bomb ready to go off. Somehow, his sudden focused calm almost feels more dangerous. Lowell can feel his power. He embraces it. It's not flowing through him. It is him. And he's ready to kick some ass. He extends his hands. Energy orbs fire out of his fingertips at each of the council members. The orbs toss them all around the room on dizzying paths, smashing them into the hard stone walls. In unison, they all fall to the ground, unconscious. Brigitte. Yeah, Lowell! Kick their asses! Helene notices the green mana that seeps off Brigitte's hands like little strands of smoke. Helene steps behind Brigitte as her hands become obsidian claws. She stabs them into Brigitte's shoulders. Helene. Let the ceremony commence! Brigitte screams. Whatever green mana that spilled from her hands has now dissipated. The energy she possessed now flowing into Helene. Helene. More! I need more! Jean. She sparked once her brother showed up. Let's see what happens when I tear him apart. Jean rises in the air as he channels the amethyst energies of evil magic. What first looks like a smoke cloud around him solidifies into a massive sphere of crystal that shatters into hundreds of pointed shards. 
The shards take flight in every direction before honing in on Lowell, intent on killing him. Lowell unleashes his power. The energy field around him disintegrates all shards as they get near him. Jean unleashes more crystal shards. Lowell's energy field grows larger. The two both yell as they exert more power. Jean tries to attack Lowell from behind, conjuring an amethyst dagger that he hurls at Lowell's back, when a piercing shriek cuts through the air. One that is horrifyingly familiar. Lowell and Jean stop their attacks. Their energies evaporate like mist. They both stare at the seemingly vacant epicenter of the shriek as Kylie drops to the floor out of thin air. Damn it. She was hiding in an invisibility pocket the whole time. She lies motionless, on the ground, limp, bleeding. Through teary eyes, Brigitte sees her friend. No! What did you do to her? Jean. What? Lowell. She wasn't supposed to be in here. Brigitte. I think she's... Jean. No. 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 No! Lowell. You monster. Look what you've done! Jean falls to his knees to cradle Kylie in his arms. Numerous cuts cover her body. The evil infection in his eyes fades away. Jean. This. This is all my fault. Helene raises her hand, bringing the dark corruption back into Jean's eyes. Jean. No. He turns his murderous gaze towards Lowell. This is your fault. His voice now tinged with an odd hiss. Helene whispers an incantation as she digs her sharpened claws deeper into Brigitte's shoulders. Jean furiously attacks Lowell. Spike-covered tentacles emerge out of his back. Lowell blasts them, severs them, cuts them. Each wound leads another tentacle to sprout forward, wrap around him, and tighten. Lowell cries out in pain. Brigitte emits more energy. Helene smiles a devious grin as she absorbs her power. Helene sees the connection between Lowell's suffering and Brigitte's output. Helene. Devour him, Jean. Kill him. Rip him apart. Jean holds Lowell up close to Brigitte, leans in close to his ear. I had to watch my daughter die. Now you can witness your sister's death. Lowell reaches out for Brigitte. Brigitte reaches out for Lowell. Helene and Jean relish in their evil plot, their years of planning. Everything is about to come to fruition. When? Lowell's fingertips just barely graze Brigitte's hand. A blinding gold light instantly fills the room, eradicating every shadow. It blankets everything, heavy, thick, like molten gold, creating a seemingly lifeless and frozen scene, like a golden Pompeii. To be continued. <laughs>